Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C, Senior! You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And on Little Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the people of Cuba. Fighting for their rights, demanding a change in their commie government. What do you think? Do you think this is uh, the time that uh, it all falls apart? If I were a betting man, I'd say no. Dictators uh, give up their power very unwillingly, generally because they end up in prison and or dangling at the end of a rope. So you think the police will beat the beat the people down enough, the will to protest will go away, and the communists will hang on? I think that's the most likely outcome, although this one, eh, the Cubans ain't the Chinese. And they're not the North Koreans. They're not the Iranians, even. They're just... Uh, they really, really benefit from being on an island, I think. Uh, more on that in a little bit. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, July 13, the year 2021. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially then at Mark. They screamed and ran and hid in the closet, and our oldest boy, he actually grabbed a samurai sword and ran after the guy. This 15th birthday is going to stick with him forever. Some sort of birthday party home invasion, I understand. We'll have to get into the details of that later. It's a good story of a uh, kid chasing away bad guys with a samurai sword, which needs to happen more often in the world. More bad guys being chased with samurai swords, that's what I say. Here, here. It's the American way. Is there a 10-day wait if I decide I want a samurai sword? A cooling off period? In the immortal words of Homer Simpson, but I'm angry now. <laughs> Right. Uh, hilarious. Anyway, so you think the uh, the Cubans will, uh, the government's going to hang on. So. I'm just saying I think that's the more likely outcome. I'm rooting like crazy for the opposite outcome. Mm-hmm. I would love for the Cuban people to be freed and their great potential unleashed in a close relationship with the United States and, and a new, uh, you know, vacation uh, paradise for perhaps me and my sweetheart. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I always v- root for people to be uh, liberated. And just another dent in communism would be nice. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the left of the left in uh, the United States these days are mostly being very, very quiet about the Cuban situation. Bernie was actually pigeonholed uh, outside the White House, I think it was, yesterday. and Somebody said, you still like Cuba, huh? He said, well, I still say there are good things about it. Not everything's bad. Yeah, which, you know, is... Technically true. Well, that's a hell of a low bar. Right. Hitler built the Autobahn, so I'm supposed to be soft on Hitler? Come on. <laughs> Good Bernie, Hitler tie-in. Commie. Uh, we've got a clip we got to get to later of uh, where the White House is on systemic racism. They are, uh, they are pro that being taught in school, systemic racism, a complicated theory, as you know. While there is a, a decent 
chance that there is some systemic racism. Nailing down what it is, where it is, and what to do about it is very, very hard. So teaching that in school, like it's a uh, a known known, I'd like to know how they're going to go about that. But Well, what they've done is taken a fairly obscure and limited law school uh, system of analysis and and somehow broadened it to the entire society, including indoctrinating children, dumbed it down, oversimplified it, and turned it into a way to just pit Americans against each other. It's sick. But maybe the biggest thing in America today might be this, that uh, for the first time since the 90s, when Bill Clinton signed the 1996 bill to end welfare, We are now uh, transferring wealth around to uh, people with children, whether you are working or not. uh, The the tie between uh, government money and work has gone away starting today. The Biden administration will start sending up to $300 per child a month to most families in America, like practically everybody, thanks to a temporary increase in the child tax credit, which they're wanting to make permanent and most people think will be made permanent. And it is a gazillion dollar program. And it goes against what we've been doing, well, like I said, since the Clinton administration uh, in, in, in trying to tie a government benefits to work. No, no longer. Just you, you pop out a kid, you get this money, uh, period. No questions asked. And um, we can get into more of the details on that later. But it's it's a pretty major, pretty major change. You know, if I were going to quibble, and I am a quibbler, I'd say the biggest thing in America right now is that uh, from the White House on down, and, and if this were merely... You know, dip s Democratic lawmakers doing this sort of thing. I would I would condemn it, but I wouldn't worry about it too much. But from the White House on down now, they are using the most apocalyptic possible terms to describe any measures to ensure the fidelity of the vote. Jen Psaki, and we'll play you this tape in a bit, saying the current Republican effort to suppress the vote is our greatest crisis since the Civil War. She actually said that. I didn't hear that. Holy blank. Faith in the electoral process is being systematically and deliberately torn down, and it will have disastrous results. Yeah, we talked about this uh, yesterday more, but yeah, as more people on both sides become convinced through their own siloed messaging that uh, the voting is um, is, uh, not fair and not counted fairly or suppressed to the point that it's not fair, you're going to have reasons for people, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, to not believe a close election. And then things get really dicey really fast. Well, the situation, you know, if I were to look at it metaphorically, you're having a little tension with your neighbor over where's the property line or who should trim the trees or whatever, but you can't get anybody's attention with a mundane discussion of, of no, the tree's overhanging our lot and it poses danger, blah, blah, blah. So you just start screaming that the neighbor is a rapist and he's coming to rape you. He's going to kill the children. And thinking, well, that that will get people's attention enough that we can move the ball a little bit. But then all of a sudden you have people shooting at each other because they start to believe that it's the greatest crisis since the Civil War, that it's Jim Crow on steroids. When it's not, it's a, it's nothing. It's, it's a minor administrative tweaking of how voting is done. I tell you what, you, you mess with this sort of thing at your peril, America. Son of a gun. 
And then on uh, something that's not important but does hurt my feelings, Team USA basketball, which is uh, basketball is our sport. We're supposed to be the best in the world. We're supposed to win, especially when we got our pros playing. We made it up. We've lost two games in a row for the first time since they allowed the pros to start playing. Uh, we got beat again last night. And yeah, by Australia, a team that's never won an Olympic medal. Having lost to Nigeria on Saturday. Um, Nigeria? First time Team USA has lost consecutive games since the pros started playing in 1992. And they had been 54-2 prior to the last two losses. That's with Kevin Durant on the floor. Nigeria? I know. This is embarrassing. This is not what, a good What, do they have look. like eight, seven-footers on their team or something? <laughs> This is not a good look heading into the Olympics. This could be embarrassing. Oof. We gotta get our act together, people. Well, it's well documented. The Roman Empire, right as the barbarians were rallying outside the gate, they lost the Olympic basketball. <laughs> Everybody, it's, it's right there. It's, oh, yeah. It's carved in stone. And Nostradamus talks about it. It's, 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 oh, it's right. Yeah. The Bible, oh, yeah. the yeah. Revelation, yeah. It's, it's in there. It's, it's, it's toward the end. Yeah. Yeah, you might keep the Bible! Keep reading. You'll come across it. Yeah. You need it. It's all in the interpretation of the original Greek. But sure. uh, how does mailbag look? It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's clever. We'll get into the news of the day, including all the things we just talked about and what's happening in Afghanistan. COVID's up quite a bit across the country. Nobody wants to talk about COVID. I don't want to talk about COVID, but it's up a fair amount across the country. Although it's only up among people who haven't been vaccinated, and that's your choice. So, man, what do I care? I know, I know, I know, I know, Uh, but most of those are young, healthy people are going to be fine anyway. Sure, absolutely. So there you go. Uh, All that on the way. Also, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. She got a woman who is angry at her ex. Somehow she ends up with his car for a while. She drives it around town for two days, going through red lights and other various laws. Racked up 49 red light violations on his license plate before he got his car back. Take that for cheating on me. Yeah, I I don't think she understands how it works. Hmm? Oh, boy. Oh yeah, that's actually just a story about a stupid woman. <laughs> uh, although, how does that work? I mean, he can prove, look, look at the pictures. It's not me. I don't know. So he's not responsible. But can they nail down that it's her? And, and are those red light cameras legal? Revenge. Yeah. Revenge is a dish best served, not thought through. That's exactly. Freedom loving quote of the day, folks. <laughs> Sent along by uh, Jason. Great quote from Ronald Reagan in a speech before the Phoenix Chamber of Commerce on March 30th, 1961. Way, way, way before he was president. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. This is one of my favorites. We've That's done a before. good one, yeah. Yeah. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they, in their lifetime, must do the same. And if you don't, and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in America when men were free. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do worry about that. Talked about that yesterday. Some of the fundamental liberties that, that are the very idea of this country. People are starting to say, well, I don't know. The freedom of speech thing. Sometimes I get offended. Maybe we should limit it. It's scary. Mailbag. Woo-hoo! You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Whether to register an opinion, make a contribution, there's something we ought to be talking about, send us the link, whatever. Oh, let's see. This is uh, JT who has a number of ideas for our quick profit uh, celebrity liquor, including final sauce with Armstrong and Getty, the last gin you'll ever need. <laughs> Take off on final thoughts, which we do at the end of the show. Angie's, I thought this was America fortified wine. <laughs> I like that. I thought this was America wine. Yeah, yeah. The freedom loving court of the day premium vodka delivery service <laughs> that's probably my favorite and then cow cannabis of the week ang's weekly delivery of cannabis infused vodka a drinkable edible hmm. jt you are something brother how about a nickname for the texas democrats running away to prevent a quorum how about flea baggers <laughs> f-l-e-e baggers from jeff very clever. I like a play on words, Jeff. Uh, how about uh, Tommy? He writes, uh, voter ID. Guys, this is an easy one. When Biden goes door to door to give everyone a vaccine, bring a camera with them. Do photo IDs at the same time. <laughs> I love that. That way the weak, weak argument that, well, black people are too dumb to get IDs. It's too hard for them. I mean, black America's like, what are you saying? What? what, what? It's the most racist thing I've ever heard. It's free. It's, it's, it's impossibly easy. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, why don't we do this now? Uh, hit us with, um, oh, where is it? Uh, clip 72. This is our genius vice president. People are talking about potential compromises. Mm-hmm. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't. There's no Kinko's. There's no Office Max near them. <laughs> it's a Kinko's desert. I'm, I'm from the middle of nowhere. You can't hardly get more middle of the nowhere than where I'm from. And uh, even we could make a copy pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She is just a dimwit. Uh, there's more to that interview, by the way. Uh, stay with us. And that was decades ago. You, you right. Could make, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, why people do the white power sign, writes Kevin in Boston. I remember this discussion when the cadets at the Army-Navy football game were accused, and there was a big, stupid, fake scandal over that. He says, guys, if you aren't privy to the game, it's stupid. It's called the circle game or the ball gazer game. Uh, it comes from a movie called The Love Guru. And the pr- premise is you make an upside-down okay sign in front of your, well, balls. If the person you're hanging out with looks at your hand, you call them a ball gazer and punch them in the arm. Boy, this is not this exactly is, uh, Go, that game that's more sophisticated than chess. This is not reading Proust. <laughs> that guy wow, dressed... this is some lowbrow entertainment. <laughs> oh, trust me. Holy cow. Balls. 
the guy uh, dressed as Gru at the uh, Paramount Park? Yeah. Just some dude who thought it would be funny to flash a ball gazer in a family photo knowing that other young, dumb dudes would get it. Jeez, boogity, boogity, white supremacists, boogity, boogity, they're everywhere, fear them. Oh, there's one behind a tree. Oh, boogity, boogity. Unbelievable. Trying to keep you in a constant state of fear. How much time do we have, Michael? Oh, good. Uh, Andrew in Indy with a great note, and I'll bet a lot of you can relate to this. He says, my wife and I recently opened a small business. Doors opened about a month ago. Uh, plenty of interesting points regarding opening a business in the current climate. The most interesting thing has been the response from my teenage daughter. Even though she was in school 50-50, uh, virtual and in person, she spent much of her time at home, locked in her room, avoiding her siblings and her parents. She maintained her grades but lost any interest in pets, hobbies, etc. Thought maybe mm. it was typical teenager stuff. Well, with the new business open, her working there, engaging with coworkers and customers, I've seen her confidence soar, her disposition turn around completely. She's friendly to her little sister, talks to us, laughs, looks like she actually enjoys life again. I can't help but think this is directly related to her return to participating in society. And then he says, I pray the kids get back in school and back to a more normal life soon. Yeah, do you have an, uh, an idea, breakdown of what percentage of people are introverts and what percentage are extroverts? Seems like we've looked this up before, but. Yeah, I really don't. Uh, I think the introverts are the, mi- and the minority. And, um, I was talking to a salesperson yesterday that had been, it was back in the building for the first time in like a year and a half. And, you know, they're an extrovert. They like being around people, that interaction. And it was really killing them being away from everybody. It doesn't bother me as an introvert that much, but for most normal people, <laughs> I'm not one of them. Being around people is, you know, like, that's your juice, that's your gas, that's what gets you going. Nourishes their soul. Yeah. yeah. And it's been a long year or so for that crowd. Totally unnecessary for the kids, too. and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Billionaire Richard Branson went to space on one of his Virgin Galactic rockets. Branson's trip to space only lasted about four minutes, which is honestly pretty good for a virgin. And uh, what? the flight went more than 50 miles high to the edge of space. Southwest heard and was like, big deal. We did that last week when one of our pilots fell asleep. Hmm. Hmm. I I stopped paying attention. Was that last part as funny as the audience uh, indicated it was? So, um, we'll talk about this more coming up on uh, next segment. The uh, new m- monthly payments that are going out to people with kids. And it's practically everybody. It's like 90% of kids or 90% of uh, households with kids are going to get them well. Also coming up, how was your day, honey? <laughs> I spent it screaming and vomiting. What is scrometing and what causes it? Don't go away. Scrometing. Scrometing. and vomiting. All day long, <laughs> if you can imagine that. Oh, my GERD. Early yeah. GERD. Well, you don't want it. Uh, this is kind of breaking news that ain't good, really. Inflation climbs for the third straight month. Numbers Moving are just out. up. U.S. consumer prices rose 5.4% in June from a year ago, higher than expected, and they're expecting it to be high. Yikes. Uh, the largest one-month change since June of 2008, but we've had three months in a row. So we'll see. Rampant inflation scares me more than about anything. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, You can't shoot it with a gun. You can't get a vaccine for it. Not much you can do about rampant inflation. Makes me want to scrum it, really. I know. I know. 
You can save and plan and be disciplined your entire right. life. And then stupid government policy causing inflation will wipe out you know, oh. a significant chunk of your money. Oh. Makes you t- t- spitting mad, scrummitting mad. Anyway. <laughs> so are you following the, the story in Texas where uh, the Republican legislature is trying to pass what I would describe as, as a thoroughly reasonable uh, structuring of voting laws? Trying to find a compromise between what used to be voting procedures and then the somewhat wild and woolly world of COVID voting procedures. I absolutely love the lead here in um, in NPR, who are uh, professional liars uh, supported by your tax dollars. Texas House Democrats left the state on Monday in a second high-profile effort to block controversial GOP legislation. The cl- critics have slammed as voter suppression. You will never see... A Republican uh, idea uh, or legislation described as anything but controversial in the liberal media. Isn't everything controversial if there's somebody who objects to it? Every single piece of legislation is somewhat controversial. The Democrats are attempting to break quorum and stop votes on two election bills. This is the second time they've they've walked out to prevent a vote on this bill. It's a stunt. It's a uh, you know it's been done around the country. Didn't they did, did it in Wisconsin once? Missouri did it once. Stunts yep. where uh, the minority side uh, takes a bus out of town so that you can't vote and tries to get a bunch of attention and whip up some will on their side. Greg Abbott, the Texas Republican governor, criticized state Democrats and swore that he would have them hunted down and arrested. Once they step back into the state, they will be arrested and brought back to the Capitol, and we will be conducting business. Is he going to get shackles, together? I assume. Is he going to get together a posse? That's what I certainly doing. hope so. That's what you do in Texas, right? Naturally. You get a posse together. And by certainly. the way, the um, uh, I like this from Byron York yesterday on the Twitter feed. He writes for the Washington Examiner. Um, he said, what about the rights of Texas voters who elected the legislature? 83-67 Republican. It's a pretty good majority. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, absolutely. If you like yeah. your way better, you got to win the elections. Right, win some elections, losers. On the other hand, when they did it in Oregon back, it was two years ago, I think, they, they walked out twice. Right, Oregon oh. has done it. Or over, over a giant school funding bill, and then then the idiotic useless, expensive uh, twenty House Bill 2020 in, designed to institute a big carbon tax in Oregon. Entirely symbolic. I mean, just just silly, just adolescent. And at the time when the Republicans walked out, I remember thinking it was funny, especially because Kate Brown, the communist governor, was just beside herself, spitting angry, I was, and vowing to have them arrested and hunted down. Yeah, I was going to bring this up, is that my memory of this over many years of uh, watching various legislatures do this now and then as a stunt is if it's your side, you think it's uh, either funny or finally, you know, sticking it to the evil majority and if it's right. if it, if it's uh if it's the other side you think this is just stupid this isn't the way politics are supposed to work <laughs> well my favorite aspect of uh, the uh, the Oregon thing was that Kate Brown uh, demanded that Idaho arrest a couple of uh, Oregon legislators who had fled to the great state of Idaho and the Idaho state police said no we're not going to arrest them they haven't broken any laws here shut up Anyway, yeah, it's kind of funny when your side does it, but uh, and and I swear I mean this to my very soul. This is not talk show host hyperbole. I think this the- is Joe's soul. I was watching an episode of The Simpsons with my kids yesterday, where Bart sold his soul for five dollars, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Milhouse was uh, more religious than Bart and believed in uh, God and the soul and all that sort of stuff. 
And Bart said, the soul is just something grown-ups made up to scare little kids, like the boogeyman and Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Which my kids laughed at so hard. Really? Yes. Because they've grown up with Michael Jackson only being a freak. Oh, and an alleged pedophile. Well, they don't know about the pedophilia. I haven't really talked to them in their early years about all that, but... Yeah, that's not not good. Uh, anyway, uh, where was I? Deep uh, into uh, your soul. Oh, that's right. Welcome to Deep Inside Joe's Soul. Michael. <laughs> no? We don't have music what? for that? Come on. What do we got Joe's Soul. I swear I mean this. The describing any reasonable ordering of voting, being careful about the fidelity of vote, the Democrats describing that as as Jim Crow and as voter suppression and, and in apocalyptic terms, uh, that is one of the great threats to the United States because we will lose all faith in the electoral process. People will believe their S. Where's that Jen Psaki? Play a clip 25 for us, Alex, would you? He'll also decry efforts to strip the right to vote as authoritarian and anti-American uh, as a, uh, and stand up against the notion that politicians should be allowed to choose their voters or to subvert our system by replacing independent election authorities with partisan ones. And he will highlight the work of the administration against this, the necessity of passing the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, and how we need to work together with civil rights organizations to build as broad a turnout and voter education system Here to overcome comes. the worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. Woo! Now that's some hyperbole. Holy crap. Woo-wee! Worst challenge since the Civil War. That's almost like the new Hitler. That is the new uh, comparing things to Hitler is this is the worst thing since the Civil War. Yeah, I think I, I dropped I, one of those yesterday. So, yeah, that's the new Hitler. I uh, read some learned uh, typewriter tapper yesterday. I can't remember who he was exactly, but uh, he pointed out that voter suppression is quickly gaining on abortion as ways to fire up the base. Mm. Even though, as you've pointed out many times, Jack, quite accurately, uh, Americans have in enormous majorities agree about abortion. First trimester, uneasy with it, but we understand it's it's a woman's right, it's her body. Second trimester, oh boy, super troubling, don't like it at all. Third trimester, forget it. Huge majorities of Americans believe that uh, believe those things, and yet they can still whip people up to get them to the polls. Well, so-called voter suppression, Jim Crow on steroids, greatest threat since the Civil War, which is... I mean, it's almost so stupid, I can't take it seriously, except people are believing it, and it's making them angry. Yeah, and we're playing with fire, man. We are playing with fire on both sides and talking about this the way we do about all the elections being stolen uh, that that haven't been. And uh, if people don't believe the next close election, as we talked about yesterday, here's here's what's coming, in case you didn't hear this. This is a real, real possibility. Biden or a Democrat wins a close election, Republicans control the House and don't certify the election. Either out of being pushed by the base and it's wrong, or either being pushed by the base because it's right, because it was stolen. Either way, Republicans don't certify a presidential election and a close election. Then we are into the biggest constitutional crisis since the Civil War, without a doubt. And what scares me is that there is a significant chunk of America, including the left side of the aisle, that does not put vote fidelity first. That's always got to be first. Now, it's got to be seasoned with making sure everybody gets the right to vote. Nobody's discriminated against. Nobody's threatened. Nobody has their vote taken away. Of 
course. But the idea that your 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 confidence in the vote is not the first priority is so dangerous. You might as well be old, uh, you know. You might as well be living in uh, in Ukraine or or one of your former Soviet republics. Uh, old, what's his fa- or be in Viktor Orban's Hungary or or what have you. Ay ay ay. Well, I just hope I live long enough to see this play out. I'd rather be wrong, but I don't think I am. Mm. I think this is incredibly dangerous. So I don't feel like enough attention is being paid to this. Uh, it kicks off today. Today's is today the 15th? We're close. 13th. 13th. So. 15th yeah. it officially starts. But uh, the money's going to start going out so it gets there in time. I don't think enough attention is being paid to a major change in the linkage between work and welfare in this country. Big change. First time in 30 years that we're going to go back to doing it this way. And a ton of money is going to go out the door. I can give you some of the details on that coming up. Even the New York Times thought they ought to point out the flaws in the program. Uh, but if you don't know about this, you're you're about to get some money, most likely. And people like getting money. Yay, it, uh, give me money. Getting money polls very well. The government is Santa Claus. <laughs> Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Show. Yeah, you need you need to promise to get to scrum scrumming. Is that what it's called? Screaming and vomiting all day long. Vomiting and screaming. You don't want scrumming. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. Uh, you probably don't know this is a thing. I I, I am troubled that I'm not sure that there's. You, you can get America's attention on really on anything. I just, I don't think we pay attention to much. We pay attention to cable news fights over things that are either like phony or, or, or settled. Like you're talking about abortion or the voting, you know, practically everybody is fine with a voter ID, but it's a big controversy. And things that are actually, you know, should be, are real controversial. There's a real disagreement, a big deal we should be paying attention to. And incredibly expensive, for instance. Senator Cory Booker, who ran for president, said it's the most transformative policy to come out of Washington since FDR. It is a big deal. And it's the checks are going out starting today, the 15th being the official start of this new monthly child credit that is going out to the fed, from the federal government to practically every kid in America. So it's guaranteed income for people with kids. Up to $300 per kid per month. Uh, we just got a text from somebody who said, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday saying we're going to get up to $3,600 a year per child. So, um, it's, you know, it's a chunk of money. $300 per kid per month. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Was this a giant vote with a back and forth and the, the, the reconciliation committee no. getting together? This was the- jammed into the stimulus thing. Hold on. I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm dry mouth here. Marco freaking Rubio uh-huh. over here. Come on, right when the Cuban people need you, Marco. I've never seen anybody drink so much water. So this was jammed into the COVID bill. Yeah, this was jammed into stimulus money. Um, 
and uh, and it's temporary, but uh, all the hmm. le- levers are being pulled already to make it permanent. And uh, if you've heard us talk about the book, The High Cost of Good Inten- Intentions, these things almost always become permanent. They almost always become impermanent and expand. This one can't really expand unless the dollar number goes up, because it's 9 out of 10 kids already. It's practically every kid in America already. Uh, as I said, Cory Booker, among others, calling it the most transformative policy to come out of D.C. since FDR. Amongst the uh, 74 million children in America, 9 out of 10 will qualify for the new monthly payments, $300 per kid per month, uh, which are scheduled to start on Thursday. The money will just show up in your bank account all of a sudden. Is the way Times like 68 million kids. Yikes. Yeah. It's I got to go get my vasectomy reversed. Um, Hold still. This is going to hurt a little bit. Opponents. Maybe I'll do it myself. There's got to be a YouTube video. Opponents, nobody's a t- <laughs> paying attention to. I mean, uh, you, what do you need? Like a scalpel, probably some forceps, and a mirror. And a steady hand. Yeah. You know, I'm really bad at doing stuff in a mirror, though. You know? Like you got to yep. clip something, a clip of hair or whatever, and you're looking in the mirror and ah, I jab myself I, in the eye. It's a sick enough. When I removed my own stitches from my head, I was trying to do oh. that in the mirror. <laughs> Good idea. I got. The two worst scars on my body are both from the last couple of years when instead of going into the doctor to have my stitches removed, I removed them myself. And both times, the problem was I waited way too long. Oh, boy. And uh, that was gruesome. Solid plan there, Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. Where were we? Opponents warn... That by aiding families that do not work, the policy reverses decades of success. Child poverty had fallen to a record low before the pandemic of 12% in 2019, a drop of more than a third since the 1990s. Cory Booker is quoted earlier in the article, him talking about this is the big transformation, saying, we have one of the highest child poverty rates in America. Okay, later in the same New York Times article, they talk about how child poverty had fallen to a record low 12% prior to the pandemic. So it's a solution in search of a need, since you you could reasonably assume things are going to get back to normal after the pandemic, or at least wait and see if they do. We are at a record low child poverty, dropped more than a third since the 90s when Bill Clinton put an end to welfare that wasn't tied to work. But we're bringing it back. And I'm quoting now this guy, uh, Scott Winship from uh, the AEI, a conservative group. Echoing what I just said a few minutes ago, I'm surprised there hasn't been more pushback from other conservatives on this. Argues that unconditional aid can cause the poor long-term harm by reducing the incentive to work and marry. Has proved over and over again, study after study from 1967 on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, I know. I, it was so successful. It was so good. But the just the reality of politics is if people are dependent on you, a party or a government, they will vote for you over and over again. They dare not toss you out of office because week after week, month after month, year after year, they have become dependent on those checks. It's it's the oldest. You know, one of the greatest books I've ever read is called The Dictator's Handbook by Bruce Bueno de Mesquita. I wish I had a name nearly that cool. And Alistair Smith. And it's it's about how every single political system, from a monarchy to a dictatorship to a to parliamentary to to our republican system, uh, it, it, it it's a system by which the spoils, the wealth of a nation, and the privileges are distributed to groups of people, 
And depending on the system, the group of people will change. Kim Jong-un doesn't have to distribute the spoils to the, the people because the elite, the military, the police, whatever, they're getting fed and clothed, and they will kill the people if they step out of line. It's a pretty efficient system. In our system, Joe Biden and company, are just going to give $350 a month to everybody who's got youngsters distributing the wealth of the nation to ensure their loyalty. It's the same thing. It's just a different form. Compared to past eight debates, opposition so far has been muted. You realize this passed just four months ago. It was one of those multi-trillion dollar deals that got passed on the idea that the economy's bad and COVID is killing us. Remember the last one that got passed, this one? Where uh, many people were screaming, "Hey, COVID's almost over, and the economy seems to be coming back." So why yep. are we? But anyway, it all got spent, and uh, all got to, you know written into law. And this um, will be ruinous for poor America, Black America, in the long term, the generational term. It's it's terrible policy, but it doesn't matter. They're going to get the votes. They t- don't care. Tip of the cap to the New York Times for uh, featuring one Black gentleman who said, "This is a." Uh, this is a crutch, and people get addicted to the money. And he said, I'm not going to take it because it's bad for family. So good for them for even throwing that out there. Um, we get, we'll get into more of the details later in the show. But this is a big deal that practically nobody is paying attention to. It's over $100 billion a year, starting with uh, what it will cost. And it'll probably end up being permanent because most of these things do. Anyway, you got to tell us what scrometing is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to do with the really strong pot these days. The marijuana, and they go through this this seventeen uh, year old guy who spent the entire day screaming and vomiting. They took him to the uh, the emergency room, and doctors are expressing alarm over the increasing potency of cannabis, uh, cannabis, the health risks it poses from psychiatric issues, including psychotic episodes, to um, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, known as scrometing, because people <laughs> scream word. and vomit all day long. Oh my. There are some more details. We'll hit you with them in an hour, too. That doesn't sound fun. What kind of party is this? Armstrong and Getty.